0: Hey, welcome to the Pittsburgh City Paper Podcast. My name's Alex Gordon. On this Wednesday after the Pennsylvania primary, we're going to be dissecting the election. I'm here with Ashley Murray, Charlie Deach, and Ryan Dito. No time for titles. Hello, everybody. Hey, Good morning. Alex. Hey, what's up? All right. Let's start with you, Ashley. Yesterday, you spent some time at different polling stations. Uh, what did you see? What did you notice?
1: So I went to Beachview. I went to a polling place in Beachview, Mount Washington, Lawrenceville, the Hill District in the West End uh, i didn 't see lines anywhere um, and definitely there was a party breakdown by neighborhood. Uh, everybody walking out of the Lawrenceville polling place had had voted for Bernie Sanders and John Fetterman. Um, And a lot of the young people there actually weren't familiar with the Attorney General's race and uh, told me that they just didn't vote on that part of the ballot. Mm. Um, Lunchtime in the West End was pretty busy. Um, Definitely an older crowd. Uh, Lots of Clinton supporters walking out of there. Lots of McGinty support. Um, When I got to the Hill District, that's where I talked to the first voters I had spoken to all day who voted for Kasich. Actually, four of them walked out in a row. Um, and, I, and I was surprised they there. traveled together. No, <laughs> were they eating no, fish they, sandwiches? They, they were Bro. not eating fish sandwiches, Bro. and they had, <laughs> you know, it was just like one right after the other. And actually, the first Trump supporter that I met all day um, came out of that polling place at Epiphany Catholic Church in the Hill District. Um, yeah, there, there definitely weren't lines anywhere, and I got the numbers around five thirty in Lawrenceville, and they had a total. There were two, two different. Um, districts i think the same ward there uh i have to check on that but the total basically was under 300 Mm -hmm. had gone in and out of there so
2: so there weren't any fisticuffs in lawrenceville polling places
1: i did not see any fisticuffs that is
2: the sign of a down year if there are no No. fisticuffs (laughs) or police intervention at lawrenceville polling. did you go to the teamster temple where'd you go
1: i went to saint mary's on uh 45th i think it was 45th street
0: just to follow up on that uh, attorney general race, Ryan. Before we were talking about how nobody really pays attention to that one, even though it's way more relevant for people actually living in this state. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that disparity? Why people don't pay attention to that?
3: Yeah, well, um, it just it never really got the same media coverage until about like a month before you know the primaries. That um, obviously the presidential coverage we're talking about for like eight years it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, even the Senate race really started to get a lot more coverage. Probably like two months before um, the. I'm not really sure why, though, that it didn't get more attention. Charlie, do you have any ideas on that? Well,
2: I think that um, first of all, I think if if Kathleen Kane would have stayed in, it would have been a completely different ballgame. She would have uh, drawn the. She would have certainly would have drawn the attention. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you have. Uh, I think what what you have is. Geo- geography I think played and I can talk about because I spent some time with the data this morning but geography played a big part in this race just from the the build-up of this race because so you have a western candidate in Steven Zapala who you know is known around here but he's not necessarily known on the eastern side of the state and then you have guys like Shapiro and Morganelli on the eastern side of the state who aren't really known over here and so over here, Zappala didn't really have anybody to spar against. There weren't a lot of, you know, nobody was really taking many shots at anybody. And that's the thing. When the campaign stays civil or boring, however you want to describe it, um, that honest, that 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 plays it down, too. And also, Zappalo is kind of a strange... I mean, politically, he is so popular here, and we can talk about that in a yeah. second. But he also has a lot of people who just don't like him because... He sort of feels like he's going to be the lifetime D.A. until he moves on to office, which is what he tried to do here. Um, But a lot of people, especially a lot of people in um, in African-American communities are no fan of Stephen Zappala because of his uh, the way he's handled a lot of uh, cases involving police officers and and, and other things. So I I think geography was the was part of it in the beginning in just that. See, I don't. I don't even get that. I mean, there was a lot of talk about the Senate race, but I don't know that anybody was really like pumped up, other than the media was pumped up. But yeah, I, I didn't get the impression that anybody was set on fire by any of the any of these races.
3: No, I, yeah, I mean, with the Senate race, it it started to get a lot of talk, a lot of national talk about its importance for the you know and the whole thing. But in terms of Pennsylvania voters, I I don't think they could tell you like if you asked them. You know, obviously McGinty won by a wide margin, and if you asked a lot of Pennsylvania voters. So what is it specifically like what policy do you support the most out of McGuinty? I don't think a lot of people could tell you. And even if they could, that same policy, Sestak and Fetterman totally agree with, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. so it's, uh, you know, unless people really hated the idea of a moratorium on fracking um, or loved that, obviously, they might have loved that because uh, I don't know.
2: I actually – I was reading this morning um, former gubernatorial candidate John Hanger, who was uh, the first candidate in that race to come out and say dope is awesome and uh, decriminalize, legalize. Um, John wrote this morning, and he wrote a few few supporting statements, but he said if you look across the state, the regulation – Democrats who wanted the regulation of fracking over the banning of fracking overwhelmingly won. People – uh, apparently, voters—he's saying voters are not a fan of of bans on fracking because they see that as a loss of jobs. And so, I thought that was an interesting—I thought that was certainly an interesting fact um, to bring out because Katie McGinty is not for a ban; she's for uh, she's for just more regulation. Regulation,
3: but at the same time, we're not fracking right now anyway. And right. I, you know, I know Cestac has talked a lot right. about this, but. A, all the gas prices are so low that we're not really doing a lot of fracking anyway. And so why not, like, do some environmental testing during this downtime and then pick it back up? Because both Fetterman and, you you know, Sestak both are okay with the idea of fracking as long as it has those regulations, whereas, you know, presidential candidate Bernie Sanders would say outright ban, you know?
0: So to follow up with that, um, you know, John Fetterman yesterday, Ryan, you were uh – with him, yeah, uh, when his concession speech or whatever. Yeah,
3: he was at Brew Gentleman in a Braddock, very, uh, very fitting, yeah. very Fetterman-like. Lots of uh, there were dogs around; it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so,
0: something I'm always interested in uh, when a progressive like Fetterman or Bernie, uh, they kind of flare up in popularity, and people get really excited about them, even though they can't necessarily turn it into a success at the polls. So, uh, with Fetterman, he, you know, he was saying that he made a a lot of uh, progress uh, in terms of changing the dialogue. Uh, Do you think that's actually true, or do you think we're just going to go back and that, you know, did he actually make a change in in Um, how we talk about this Well,
3: I think kind of his numbers maybe say that maybe he did. Like, in Allegheny County, he did very well, 45%. I mean, he won won Allegheny County, which I don't – I didn't predict, to be perfectly honest, but – and uh, he also finished at around 20%, which was double what polls were having him at. So he, he did do a lot better than, I think, pundits and, you know, the polls had him at. So, he you know, maybe he did uh, really inspire people. And maybe there will be a new progressivism. But, you know, that is yet to be seen. But I I don't know. I think it could happen.
1: He actually had 40, 42% in Allegheny County when, oh, 42%. Every, when everything was, was oh, okay. finalized. Sorry I think a, Yeah, I think early in the evening he was yeah. higher. Yeah,
2: okay. Um, To answer your question and to go to Ryan's point, John Fetterman wasn't saying anything new or different about progressive uh, progressive values and the base of the Democratic Party in the last four to eight years has shifted more uh, has shifted more progressive. I think the base, not the uh, not the party, not the power, not the party power, but the base Joe Sestak. And John Fetterman ideally were the same candidate. I well mean, they liked each other. They yeah, talked about it all the time. No, because Federman took a lot of shots at McGinty. He didn't uh he didn't go after uh he didn't go after Sestack and vice versa. They sort of ganged up on uh on on McGinty. I don't think that anyone I think that John Fetterman reached more people than say a Joe Sestack did a different type a different of different demographic. Person, right. right. A different demographic. Um
0: Well it's the packaging, right?
2: Yeah. No it is. Yeah, it, it is. And and you know I honestly thought because of how he performed six years ago, he knocked off Arlen Specter. I thought Joe Sestak – two weeks ago I thought it was a runaway. Yeah. I thought it was going to be close. But the numbers the numbers show – I mean, Fetterman, Fetterman won Allegheny County, but he placed second. I mean, Sestak was a non-factor across the region. He placed second in Butler, Westmoreland, Beaver, Lawrence, Armstrong, Fayette, and and several others. Sestak won Erie and a couple of uh, northern counties – and he didn't he county. didn't win those counties. He was second in those counties. Mm-hmm. I mean he won his own county, but
3: Yeah, he won he won Delaware yeah. by a wide margin, but that's really the only one he won by a wide margin. He won a few others and he didn't win Chester, which is McGinty's home county, but he did get the Democratic support from that Democratic right. committee in Chester and he yeah.
1: still didn't win. Yeah. And, and, and here he tanked. I mean he got less than twenty percent. Yeah,
2: so he was like that across the region. I yeah. mean he was the, so if you look at it, if you look at his vote totals. In Fetterman's vote totals. Now you can never say with any certainty if I'm going to vote in my say I'm a Fetterman guy and my candidate's not Fetterman. Say Federman wasn't running. There's not there's you can't definitively say that those votes would pass to Fetter or pass to SESTAC. but you can be pretty sure even if you trim off part of those part of Fetterman's votes and get them to Sestack, SESTAC wins. I mean it's again that's not a that's not a for sure because how mm-hmm. many people would those people have even come out to vote if it mm-hmm. wasn't for Fetterman? So. In that, in that vein, like I said, there are candidates out there just as progressive or more progressive than, than John Fetterman, yep. but it's just the way he presents himself and the way he presents the message, and that, that's good. Um, I'm really interested. I just actually just wrote a piece. I mean if you look at his popularity in Allegheny County – um, Rich Fitzgerald's going to uh, – he's going to reach term limits next year. That's, I was just thinking say, that I mean, earlier, yes. John Fetterman, county executive? No, not next year, not next or, or not year. Not next year, next election. Yeah. No, yeah. He's in four years. He was just elected. Yeah, three years. Again, what, whatever, Ryan. <laughs> the next time you vote – you're out of order, Ryan. The next time you vote for county executive, I would not be surprised if John Fetterman is on the ballot. And right. he may have to run against the party machine, but I think it's a lot different next time in Allegheny County um
3: especially on that fracking message because yeah. you want to talk about some of the contentious in Allegheny County yeah. is fracking and there is a huge base in the county that was very upset with you know Fitzgerald's decision to frack at Deer Lakes and the airport like Yeah and it's not
2: just right it's not just you know your you know your your city your city folks your city hippies I mean it's the folks it's the folks out in the suburbs who now have you know rigs right next to their to their playgrounds so
1: Yes I know someone in in there 60s i won't say who but uh because he told me in confidence but who who went for fetterman so i mean he's got name recognition and not from allegheny county he's from out in uh, westmoreland county oh
2: wow so, yeah 72 year old woman uh, I put that in the story 73 year old woman yeah from mount for, washington for fetterman. voted for fetterman yeah.
0: and did they say why
1: uh she i think her exact quote was he is so intelligent his ideas are far reaching maybe out of the grasp of the democratic party right now but i hope his tenets become the wow. tenets of the, the democratic future. party yeah. in the future well, <laughs> she, a poet? She, was, she was really really passionate wow. yeah <laughs>
0: Also, we should save for that noise before Charlie has a gavel.
2: I do. Yeah. This was a gift uh, when I used to cover courts in Louisiana, and I just didn't mean to bring it down, but it just came with me. And uh, Yeah. He I brings would, it
0: everywhere, actually.
3: It's really water.
0: annoying. Everybody
2: <laughs> comes to touch my gavel at my desk. <laughs> Everyone knows this.
0: <laughs> All right. Moving on please. Ashley, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, voter turnout yesterday? It was a little bit higher uh, than expected. Do you want to explain that?
1: Yes, the Allegheny County GOP voters seemed very uh, excited. (laughs) They had a nearly 50% voter turnout, which um, when you look at older numbers in 2012, it was 26%, um, which, you know, wasn't exactly a exciting year for them, perhaps. (laughs) Um, Mitt Romney maybe didn't galvanize as much excitement as Trump is right now. Um, And then in 2008, it was 24% on the county Republican side for voter turnout. Uh, Democratic voter turnout yesterday was about 44%, um, which was down from in uh, 2008 when um, Clinton and Obama We're in a tight race. Um, It was 56% in 2008.
2: Mm. Ashley, do you know how that translates into into actual number of voters? Because there are more registered Democrats in Allegheny County. than
1: Actual number of voters. So we got total ballots cast on the Democratic side was 231,000. And then total ballots cast on the Republican side was about 121,000.
2: Which
3: makes sense in Allegheny
2: County. Right, which yeah. makes sense in Allegheny County. And that's, you know, that's what the Republican turnout is up in Allegheny County, but I don't know that it will make much of a difference for. Yeah,
1: because the, the total registered yeah. Republicans are about half of the total registered Democrats in Allegheny County.
2: Right. But I mean, Trump played well across, I mean, we all know it's, you know, Trump Pittsburgh won and Philadelphia. Yeah, he won every county.
1: Wow.
3: No. I'm just saying you thought Kasich might be able to pull his own native county.
2: You can, know, You know, the more you talk uh, and you hear from John Kasich, the more you realize that uh, there's nothing going on. There's nothing going on yeah. in that guy. He's just – you can – like not only is he not charismatic. Like I don't know that he's alive half the time. The picture we have of him shoving that fish sandwich in his mouth is the most action that that guy has given on the campaign trail. And yeah. even when he and, uh, he and Cruz, which I'd love to talk about that uh, guy uh, – had this alliance, I think it took Kasich like two minutes to say, I'm still running in Indiana. Don't vote. You still got to vote for me. Don't vote for, you know, Cruz. And it's – Yeah.
0: Well, he has benefited from those two guys' personalities uh, and then being this third wheel where you just go – you kind of can project this neutrality onto him, which does not – is not reflected in his personality. Right. That's the thing.
2: He just needs to shut the fuck up because the more he talks, the more you realize that – you know, the, this guy, I, you want this guy You know, going around yeah. uh, and meeting world leaders. It's just he had a bit of a mystique about him when people were talking about John Kasich could be he can't yeah. beat Hillary Clinton. He couldn't beat Bernie Sanders, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he could beat John Fetterman in Allegheny County. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just – it's uh, – yeah, Kasich is, is it's a very is uninspiring not, not campaign. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, at uh, to say the least. Yeah. Look, just all I wanted to do was have a fish sandwich, bro. <laughs> bro. I mean, his <laughs> just <laughs> it's just he, his campaign is just uh, a turd. It's just floating, yeah. and it's <laughs> not. Doing anybody any good? It's, it's,
0: weird, weird, it's, it's, it's weird to be empowered by actually being steamrolled. Like he actually benefits yeah. from being steamrolled, right? Being in the shadow of these, yeah. Other two he picks
2: guys. up support, you know. And people are like, "Oh, that John Kasich, he's such a nice boy." And oh, yeah, he looks
0: like a small town pastor. Yeah, he's yeah. got
2: all the, he, oh, the. John Kasich, he's just
1: so good, and he's a good boy. And <laughs> who's,
2: you know. who's saying
3: that? Yeah. I don't know, that's
2: his old that's, lady. Like, his old this lady, is yeah. old, old folks' in general
1: okay. There was <laughs> a woman outside of the Oyster House who had a the yearbook. From Rock's High School, when his brother oh, that's right. went there, yeah. and she she was basically saying that quote about him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, he's just a nice, he's just a nice boy. That's you know, that's he once
1: carried my groceries
2: across the street did <laughs> John Kasich, and we were, I made him a fish sandwich, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when
3: when did we travel to New York City? I mean, is an <laughs> old lady in Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> And Charlie didn't you tell me something yesterday about how he all of his events are centered around food
2: yeah, that mother he, he hasn't uh I get fired up he yeah, like everything is like uh there was a great politico sort of uh uh gif reel of uh just him just slamming food in his face and and at first, you're like, oh, I guess maybe that's just where they get the video, but like it said, you know there was some uh there was i guess it was about the pact he made with Cruz, and it said um Kasich said da-da-da-da from a diner in, you know, in, uh, from a diner in New Mexico. And I'm like, that son of a bitch is always eating. He's just sort of – and he doesn't know how to talk to people. Uh, Ashley, talk about when Kasich was uh, at, the, at the Oyster House, uh, the uncomfortable conversation that he tried to strike up with, uh, with one of the servers there.
1: Oh, my. So he uh, – there was a female server behind the counter, and he asked, starts asking her questions. You got a husband? Now, right off the bat, that's just an impolite husband. question to ask somebody, anybody. And there's no, there's nobody, no male candidates asking male servers if they have a wife. Yeah, do you have a we steady? We all know that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you got a husband? She said no. And his immediate follow-up question was, "Oh, so you must be struggling, huh? Life's a struggle." And then he tries to like probe her for any problems that he can find, like. So is this your only job or do you have uh, you know another job? No, this is my only job. Ah, uh, you uh you got any kids? Uh no, and then he says, "Oh, so you're a you're a sing- must be tough to be a single mom." I mean, single lady. It was just like he was ready for the single mom, you know, story to unfold for him so that he could tell her how he was going to, you yeah. know, swoop in and, and save the country for single moms. But she was clearly Letting him know that she was fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. You,
1: know, you, can, you can enjoy your job as a female server. You Absolutely. Know? There's not always a story there. It would have
2: been nice if she would have said, no, actually I'm doing fine. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I love that. Obama. I'm trying to take that phrase yeah. back.
0: All right. So we were talking about the uh, voter turnout. So it's one thing to register to vote. It's one thing to show up to vote. It's another thing to actually find the place yeah. and be able to vote. Ryan, tell us about your blog.
3: Yeah. So uh, – I got a uh, source sent to me about how um, this one um, voter struggle in Wilkinsburg to find her polling place. Uh, she believed it was at the um, St. James uh, School in uh, Wilkinsburg. Um, and when she arrived there, she thought, oh, well, there it is. And she walked up and, you know, couldn't find it, um, tried to go in the door and said, oh, I have no idea. So then she pulled out her phone like any, you know, person does these days right to you know double check and she went on the you know allegheny county's poll locating app and uh it said 718 rebecca street um avenue and she was at 721 so she's like oh it's got to be across the street odd numbers even numbers mm. and so she walked across the street to an empty warehouse walked around it called her uncle who used to live uh, in the area uh talked to a random woman walking her dog she pointed her over to she had to walk through a gate uh through a parking lot next to a woman who was sitting in like a like a fold-out chair just like chilling outside the door and she's like oh the polling place is right over here so after basically like 15 minutes and just like this like huge thing uh she finally found her polling place which was totally empty and basically unmarked except for maybe a small sign on that side door which was not visible from the street she found her um she found her polling place and she just kind of Thought it was ridiculous that it would be this difficult to locate it, and I I ended up testing uh, the uh, Allegheny County's um, app locator, which is actually pretty good. I I, I will say it does work uh, the vast majority of the times. So I did I did look up a address in McKees Rocks that when you actually put the address in listed, it sends you to about a mile and a half away from where the actual polling place in McKees Rocks is. So mm. oh, it's not perfect. But then even worse than that, if there was a backup plan, and people thought, oh. I need to go see my state. I'll just go to the state, because the state, big official, way better, right? Um the state poll locating website actually is even worse, way worse. Uh you have to enter in your county and then from there you actually have to enter in your your um what do you call it? City the borough. uh um no, not your borough, your post office address like your your uh, official mailing address mm-hmm. meaning for instance i live in bellevue and so i thought oh allegheny county bellevue i start typing bellevue i go bel and then i only get two options none of them are bellevue so i'm like now what do i do i have no idea i, I really don't even know so i had to call the state i talked to their press person and They're like oh well you're supposed to enter in your exact address that's on your voter registration card which be honest don't we all lose that thing basically <laughs> right after we get it and uh um, so I, I wasn't sure. Then it was like, Oh wait, I know because Pittsburgh's so weird. You just put Pittsburgh in most of the time. So then I put Pittsburgh. I did that for Lincoln Ave and Bellevue. i uh, Everyone knows where I live now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and then it still didn't work. It still just reset. And I tried that four or five times and it just kept resetting. I tried other addresses. It, it, it worked maybe like 10% of the time. Uh, the um, rep from the uh, state said, "Oh, you know, we're always trying to make things better. You know, you have to make sure to enter in it exact the exact address that's on there, else so it won't work. Like if you type in road when it actually says on your address R D dot, hmm. it's not going to work. Like, and it's just this huge thing. It, it 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 applies no smart technology that literally Google, which is here in Pennsylvania, like does. Like it, it's insane.
1: And and if you wanted to call the county to ask." about where your polling place might be located. Uh, The number was pretty much busy all day, a busy signal. I
3: I tried it a couple times too and it was busy. I
1: I was calling yesterday for updates and there were four extensions I could call. I could call 412-350-4500 or 4503, 4504, 4505, and I kept alternating and a lot of times they were busy. And uh, who hears a busy signal these days? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's so. kind of nice. I just like nostalgic,
3: you know. Um, so Ryan's just sitting there. listening. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. You're um, probably the one clogging up the phone line. Ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn calls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and it, it really is just this thing where it's like we're supposed to be encouraging people to vote, and we're not using the technology that is fully available. Um, and I think that. Um, voters struggle in Wilkinsburg, I can say that last year I had a similar struggle in Bellevue trying to find my polling place and uh, it's just, we don't have any, it, it, it doesn't appear that the state or the Democratic Party, the Republican Party are s- spending a lot of money for simple things like a sign to where your polling place on a main, like from a main street to where the polling place is. That that would be incredibly easy and it's just not there.
1: Or did you ever try to find the, find the uh, sample ballot leading up to the no the election no. It's, it's hidden i, I don't know You're... where they keep it on the internet but um... well
3: in some counties i <laughs> i did find their sample ballots but because of the whole uh joe Vodvarka situation the, oh, the yeah. sample ballot was incorrect yeah. and uh, uh so it really is this uh thing it's 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 nice to hear that some more people you know voted in allegheny county but they, it seemed like they had some obstacles to do so,
2: and also Joey V pulled down a few votes. If I don't mind you telling you, he he, Couple, he how, 30, how many? How, how many did he get? I think like thirty thousand statewide. That
3: was pretty good. Yeah. I, I was pretty highly skeptical when I was reading the New York Times uh, blog earlier because early on they said he had like twenty thousand votes, and I'm like, what the heck are they talking <laughs> about? You know?
2: But you know, like you've gone maybe, uh, maybe not because you guys are have a, but you go in and you're like, you know. Mickey De La Rosa, who's that? Rocket De La Fuente, who's that? I'm going to vote for him. Or Joey Varga, You know, so I'm sure there's a little bit of spillover from that. Just yeah. Just because they are not the candidate that you've heard of. Yeah. Well, oh, he must be great, just nobody can hear his voice. He <laughs> yeah.
1: got 12,000, almost 13,000 votes in Allegheny County.
3: Well done. Well, I mean, that makes sense because well, this he's is an c- Allegheny. It is his home county. his home county, even. Yeah. Yeah. He might
2: have yeah. beat Sestak, too. <laughs> oh, county.
3: man, stop. Uh, no, I, don't, uh, I mean that.
2: No, it's sad. It really is. It's, it's uh, so sad. You know, but it's probably true.
3: Hey, can uh, we? Do we have time to talk about? No, no time. Oh, sorry, I thought you were uh, waving it. Uh, I, I, I'll allow it. Oh, thank no, I wasn't <laughs> <for> Judge <laughs> you, Judge. You? Um, I was wondering if Charlie, maybe you wanted to talk about maybe why Sestak did so bad. Is it this deep, deep party divide that that we don't really well, know about yet? I or mean, look,
2: money, money. It's no secret. to Anybody, money buys elections, and uh, I mean. T- that's what Tom Wolf did. I mean, say what you want, and, and I I think Tom Wolf's doing okay. But Tom Wolf bought an election because he had the money to get out on TV. Um, so, but McGinty that, what, didn't have the money. Well, no, but the Democratic Party had the money, exactly. and that was, she was their candidate. And for whatever reason, they had the biggest case of the red ass that they didn't want Joe Sestak to run again. And again, it's not because Joe Sestak couldn't beat Pat Toomey. He's shown that he he probably could. He got close last time. He's not going to listen to them, and he's not going – and honestly, in, in recent years, in fact, when, 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 when Sestak beat Specter, it was that similar case. Voters were like, Hugh, Democratic Party. There was a great story. Uh, uh, the senior political correspondent from CNN uh, – and I'm not even going to – I don't want to butcher it or make light of the name. Um, he wrote a great piece about how the Democratic Party flexed its muscles – um, and really went against what the base wanted, went against the more progressive, the more liberal base of the Democratic Party, and they decided, you know, screw it, we're gonna, you know, we're going all in to get, make sure our candidates, because, you know, I guess in one vein you could say, well, they just think they know what's best, and they can, uh, uh, you know they, they know, they know what kind of candidate can be Pat Toomey, and then on the other hand, you're like, do they really think they know what's best? Do they really know what kind of candidate can be Pat Toomey? Because I think you need a polar opposite and Katie, McGinty, let me say this: I voted for Katie McGinty for governor. I, I'll say that I like Katie McGinty. Don't shake your head at me; you're out of order. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh-uh. out of order. <laughs> Katie McGinty had a lot of great statewide ideas when she was running for governor, and I, I liked. I, and I still like Katie McGinty. I think Katie yeah. McGinty would be a fine senator. I think she so is a too. little more. She's. I think she's very liberal, but she's a little too more. And again, a little more central for me, a little more center than me is like you know maybe like still twenty five thousand feet off off center, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know you had a real progressive and real liberal incest deck who had a chance to win. You had that in Fetterman, but again, I I I mean Fetterman wasn't gonna you know Fetterman just Fetterman hit a wall when he when he hit uh, when he started hitting when he got beyond like you know Westmoreland County there was a steep and he just Fetterman was just Annihilated in the east. I mean, he yeah. didn't even come close, and uh, that was the same thing that happened to Zapala. Zapala hit Bedford County in just good night. He just fell off a cliff. Morganelli did better than than Zapala in a lot of counties, and so there was always this rumor. And I know I'm jumping around. There was always this rumor that uh, Morganelli didn't really do a whole lot to campaign. So there was a rumor, or the, the talk has been that Morganelli was sort of brought into the race. … to – because Morganelli and Zapala were running as prosecutors. Yeah. You have to have prosecutors. So say you live in the East and you believe that. You, are you going to vote for Stephen Zapala? No, you're going to vote for the guy who's from your area, Morganelli. So Morganelli did well enough. I mean he peeled a lot of votes. So again, peeled a lot of votes away from Zapala, I think. And um, he – you know, which, which, ran, was like,
3: which was against the strategy because yeah. there was speculation that he was supposed to peel votes away from Shapiro. Right?
2: No, because no, 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 no. That he no no that sh- that he was running, that it was a Shapiro Morganelli alliance, not a not a. So the, Shapiro no. wouldn't want to – Yes, yeah. It was a. I mean, why would why would why would uh, Zappala want the same? Basically, the same candidate running. No, it was Shapiro. I thought, I
3: thought Morganelli got into the race so that that they could basic so that they could you know combine and attack way. Shapiro.
2: I think it's the other way. OK.
3: All right. I, I could be wrong. I don't – obviously I don't know as much.
2: If if I'm right, which Ryan doesn't seem to think I am, if I'm right, <laughs> the strategy worked perfectly because, mm. again, I mean I, I can't imagine – Zapala is a smart dude. I, I can't imagine he's going to say, let me, get a, let me get a DA from the other side of the state and let me see if I can beat him in his home turf. No. He wanted to peel votes away from uh, – Shapiro wanted to peel those votes away from, uh, from Zapala.
1: Going back to the Democratic – Party money that was poured yeah, yeah, into yeah. McGinty's campaign. I interviewed Fetterman yesterday morning, yeah. and he was pretty vocal about being disappointed yeah. in the party. Um, that was pretty much his exact word. Yeah. He said he expected it from uh, Republicans, but not from the Democratic Party. That's just naivete. You, you, I was going to say, really? yeah, no, It is, yeah. it is just, a little yes, naivete. But it is. we're the good guys.
3: Yeah, we're the good guys <laughs> who spend just as much Na, money.
1: Naivete aside, um, do you think that that comment will? I mean, if the Democratic Party holds these serious grudges, as I think, you know, they have obviously against Sestak, do you think that those comments would be held against him, you know, if and when he tries to run for something else?
3: No, I don't think so, because that's just like political commenting. I don't, I don't, because he, because there is something with Sestak that we all speculate out, but there is some deep, like, incredibly deep divide between him, like, no, like, (laughs) really, and I think he might talk about it after the election happens, but... Like, there's definitely something there that um, I don't think most people really understand. And uh, I want to say this, too, because I I was really confused that with Sestak basically running since 2010, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, he started in 2014. But he really started running in 2010. You thought that the Democratic Party could have worked out their differences in the four years between he actually announced his running to be like, you know what, Sestak, you are going to be our guy. That's what's so confusing to me. That's how deep that divide must yeah, it's,
2: be. It's not It's not really – I think it's It's pretty simple. It's – they didn't want him to run against uh, – they didn't want him to run against uh, – uh, didn't want him to run against Specter when Specter switched from Republican to Democrat. They didn't want him to do that. He did that anyway. The rumors at the time – and Sestak said this on Face the Nation or, or something um, – that he was offered – I think he was offered some kind of an appointment or a job by like the Obama administration at the time. To get him to drop out, but he stuck with it. And so okay, fine, we'll just beat your ass in the primary, Joe. That didn't happen. He won. So then he won, and the party's gotta try and save face. So they go in and they talk to Sestak. and again, this is what I understand from several sources. Sestak allowed the party to come in. Sestak ran his own campaign. He allowed the party to come in to get their to get their uh, their expert or to basically to get their money. He had to kind of take them and their strategist, and then he lost. So in his mind, I'm sure there's something that said, "If I just would have ran with what got me here, I could have beat Pat Toomey." So this time he was determined; he was not going to turn his campaign in any way, shape, or form over to the Democratic Party. And so the party, again, it's it it wasn't just a minor. Oh, Joe Sestak. I mean, nobody wanted to; nobody was going to run against Joe Sestak, and they actively campaigned to find people. They offered it to. Everybody and their brother before they finally, you know, they finally got McGinty, and McGinty uh, decided to run and you know yeah it was um it was just it was it was a it was yeah it was a personal thing it but really i guess was.
3: why didn't they just like work hard to like work out their differences before so that because they could have got politics
2: oh, so you're so i i am i no i, I'm a, so a, cute, I'm, I mean, just, uh, no, oh, no, I I mean, just mean like
3: it doesn't make sense you had that much time to like work out your differences and apparently I that did, doesn't and mean and anything i don't
2: mean this is a joke it's politics i mean you've dealt with politicians you know politicians no one's going to back down from their own side, even if it's in their best interest. Um, you know, and the thing about any organized party is they think they know best. I mean, the Democratic machine is alive and well. It's alive and well in Allegheny County. It's alive and well in the city of Pittsburgh, despite the fact oh, yeah. that, you know, it's just a different machine now. I mean, now it's led by guys like Peduto, who do great things, Who was a very progressive candidate, but now Peduto and Fitzgerald are driving the machine instead of Absolutely. Luke Ravenstahl and Dan Onorato driving the machine. Hmm. It's still the machine. You we're never going to see, probably at least, uh, at least not for quite a while. And into and into that, and that's depressing. that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. Sestak had Sestak had the money, you know. But, he did. He but the, By yeah. the time the party, by the time the
1: party stepped in with their cash, they couldn't fight over them. So many things don't make sense. How did we get to a point where a 25-year-old walks out of the? polling place and doesn't know about the attorney general election you know it's like a fault in our yeah. education mm-hmm. system about government sure and, and what we learn in in our civ- civics classes and high school and college
2: yeah but the uninformed voter isn't a new thing yeah it's not a new yeah. thing i
3: agree with that but it is a sad well, thing
1: it's a sad thing it doesn't make sense why or we can't thing. i mean I, I think they didn't even know what the attorney general does you know what i mean like why sure. why don't we fix it It has the to have some sort, about
0: of, it? some sort of pop culture it has to have i mean yeah. the, we we're yeah. talking about the 2008 democratic polling numbers you know trump this year with the republican it's that's pop culture that's yeah. not politics no, i yeah. mean yeah. i mean he was a pop
3: exactly. culture like figure before he ran like yeah
2: yeah, if if uh, if Kathleen Kane would have run and words like PornGate were thrown around, oh, yeah. people would have paid attention because yeah. oh, hey, porn, I know that. And, uh, <laughs> exactly, um, Charlie. We vote go for the porn <laughs> candidate, Charlie Deitch, the porn candidate. Um,
0: <laughs> do we want to zoom out and do any Hillary Trump stuff?
2: I Charlie, w- I I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about the Ted Cruz. Okay, if we could.
0: Charlie, do you want to talk about Ted Cruz?
2: I don't mind talking about Ted Cruz. I mean, if you've got the time, right. it's your show, Alex. Um, we can
0: we can fit it in. Yeah.
2: All right. So just uh, from and Ashley was at Ted's visit uh, to the area on Saturday. He's the scariest son of a bitch in this race. People can say what they want about Trump, but he's he's kind of adult, and I think that he you know he's a very I don't know. Is he, I guess he's people think he's charismatic, and he's going to get a lot of support. But Ted Cruz is a because Donald Trump, I think. You know, I don't think he believes, and I think that's pretty much everyone agrees. He doesn't believe what he's saying. Ted Cruz is a true fucking believer, and that's frightening. Yeah. I mean, he's a true believer in those most far-right Tea Party-type uh, beliefs and the, the the folks who are fighting over uh, transgender rights in terms of, you know, uh, this this bathroom fight. And he, he may—I mean, he's campaigning. Ashley was there. He's campaigning on, you know— treating
1: transgender people like like they're like they're non-humans like assuming that everybody goes into the bathroom with the goal to uh rape that yeah, well, that, is, so, that is that is the so premise absurd. of his argument however i do want to let the listeners know how a ted cruz press conference works because i think you see the the highlights on the media or you hear them but um ted cruz and I guess this is why maybe he won, you know, international debater or national debater champion. I, I can't remember the exact. Master debater. Master yes, debater. was yeah. so just hanging there. <laughs> something, something hanging like there. that. <laughs> um, so so during the press conference, um, he speaks and then he pauses and then he speaks and then he pauses. And you, you don't know exactly where you can jump in because he continues to speak and speak and speak. And uh, media members were trying to jump in, because they weren 't sure when you know where to go, he is very controlling of the situation, and when a media member would try to jump in, he would uh, look like give them the stink eye and you know How basically, you tell? basically saying i 'm not yeah. finished talking uh, It was about a half hour press conference or twenty five minutes, and there were only three questions that got That's in crazy. Um, He really did control the situation, and I was telling you guys before that. This morning on CNN, you know, he was saying, I have a major announcement, and then CNN went live to him, and, and then he tells them, my major, my announcement is that at 4 o'clock we will have an announcement, you know? Oh, he's, gosh. He's really, really, Love it. yeah.
2: His announcements was, I just want to have a fish sandwich, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the other he, he doesn't eat fish sandwiches, let's be clear. All right. yeah, just,
1: so, just so our listeners have an idea yeah. of how this works with when, you know, we're supposed to be the fourth estate pressing people on questions, well, when the candidate isn't even accepting questions, you know, how effective can we be?
2: Sure. Yeah, and and the thing, getting back to the, I wrote my my, my column this week based on his visit here, and strictly to do with the attack on transgender rights, you can read it at www.pjcitypaper.com or pick it up uh, at a local CP box. Um, I've already been called adult and an ignoramus, I believe, today on the web to comment. So it's not a bad day, mm-hmm. not a bad start to the week. Um, but, uh, it's Wednesday. Charlie, you know, I you remember. got the whole, uh, you know, a man's a man. God made a man a man and a woman a woman, you know. As I wrote, started in the column, I agree with Ted Cruz. I don't think strange men should be in the women's room. But these are not men. These are women. These are, you know, a trans a trans woman is a woman. A yes. trans man is a man. And I think the quicker we can and I actually don't know. I actually probably should speak to someone at Glad about this. You know, is trans a word that they eventually want to is that a word of like, look, I'm proud to be a trans man or trans woman, which is which is awesome. Or should we be trying to transition just to man and woman? Because that's 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 part of the part of the debate is, you know, idiots like Ted Cruz have this you know, they sort of have this fodder to uh to to talk loud and talk about You know, pervert. It's just he's so kind. It's just it's ridiculous. He's used the word perverse before, you know, and this whole North Carolina law. It's just so ridiculous. But this is the kind of thing. This is the kind of president we should be afraid of. Don't vote for Trump either. But this is I mean, he's he's in a lot of ways is scarier than Trump, because I think in the end of the day, uh, Al, you know, Al Hoff's theory is, is that he's going to be elected and then he's going to resign. And allow his vice president to. Uh, I'm on to board. Take over. I'm on
3: board with that theory too. And
2: nothing would surprise me. And actually, he's probably he's probably secretly filming a reality show right now. Oh my gosh! The that day be amazing. I became president, yeah. wouldn't that be great?
3: Dude, I'd watch that. I'd buy. I'd be first in line.
2: Chris Christie, you're hired. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Oh my yeah. god, he could
3: fire himself. Yeah, you know, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm, that's great. I'm fired. Done.
2: America, uh. I'm fired.
1: <laughs> I just want to make a comment about bathrooms.
3: Yeah please yeah (laughs) again you you use them to relieve yourself
1: yes (laughs) as a woman who often has to stand in line i will often just leave the line and just like head to the men's room and Uh use it real quick
3: well you're not a cruise person like you know
1: you know those places where they have like single person bathrooms
3: well yeah first of all all those should be unisex like it doesn't make sense like
1: just make it more efficient. Like, well, in those cases, watching people
2: stand in line is crazy. Like, you're just like... Yeah. You just, my, or yeah.
1: if it's a multiple-person bathroom and there are no men in there or something, I don't want to disturb anybody. But,
2: you know, I just hop
1: in there and use the bathroom. The, you just need a toilet. The
3: amount of, like, <laughs> documented rapes in bathroom is absolutely minuscule. It is, like, literally a non-factor. And the fact that someone like Cruz is deciding to make this a point of his campaign to attack transgender people who have every single right that we do and well actually in some states they don't but um, it is just absurd that 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 is something that they're going after it's such also just in the political sense of it it's such a small portion of the population currently like it is just not it doesn't make political sense to attack such a small thing it is hate it's just hate it's,
0: yeah but they're just trying to i mean it's like they just need something to hang their hat on as yeah. a principle it has nothing to do But when with you hang your hat it.
3: on hate then it it, it, it doesn't
0: make no a lot but you know what i mean they have, like they
2: it, have no problem hanging their hat on where have that's you been that's there's uh, no but that's the republican just, agenda i'm trying to
3: i'm trying to keep it moral hate, charlie hate I'm and, to, and that's awesome
2: yeah. that's why i hired you but hate <laughs> and scare tactics is what they do alex yeah. you were gonna make a point
0: Well, I'm just saying, yeah, the social issues, regardless of how much they actually have an effect on the populace, whether it's actually big numbers, it's a way of defining yourself and it's a way of telling it like it is, with quotes. Yeah, it's
2: it's what people it's what people. I mean, they're having a debate about it at Pine Richland High School. You know, everybody comes out and they're all ticked off. Uh, You know, we're covering some other stories. These are this uh, trans uh, making policies favorable to trans students is, uh, you know, is something that a lot of schools are doing. So this is going to be a debate. Again, we're talking of, as Ryan said, we're talking about a very small, you know, a very small number of people affected, but it's one of those hot button issues when you can say, you know... Uh, some pervert in address is going to be in there with your daughter when she's trying to go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, it's just it's it's rid- goddamn
3: ridiculous. No, it is. And it's so offensive to assume that all trans people are perverts. I mean, it's just it, it, I, well, that, that's, it, that it, and that's it, what I write it makes week. my blood boil. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I write just, this week. Right.
2: It, it, it right, ass, right. it assumes it's just it's that old, you know, like, you know, oh, you can't have a you can't have a gay scout leader because he's going to grab touch them little boys, you yeah. know, and it's just, you know.
3: What about what about actual perverts? Why isn't so like
2: No, that's what I mean. It's like
3: he goes after trans people assuming that they're all perverts. But why? Why why don't just go after actual perverts? Why not have a policy that says, well, we're actually gonna, you know, make sure pedophiles aren't in our schools. He's not even talking about that. He's totally like, like, just the issue is wrong.
2: You should run on the pervert platform. <laughs> Perverts, I hear your problems. I am with you. We will unite. I feel like we've
3: talked about. Well, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, uh, the library. The Perverts? library. The, the li- jerk-off Well, yeah, yeah, because I used to work at a public library, and many people come in and, you know, watch some uh, not-allowed content on there. You can say whatever you, you can. Oh. Uh, you can say porn. They, they watch porn, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, pretty uncomfortable for everyone in there except for them. <laughs> and and I, and I and and I've always just thought, well, you know, maybe these people are just poor. They don't have access to computers. They don't have access to magazines that cost money, right? And I'm thinking we need a booth. We need like a little booth where they can just come in, do their thing, you know. Yeah. In the library? No, not in the library, in like in like a separate area. It's it's it's, it's my porn booth idea. It's mm. a public porn booth. Public <laughs> subsidized porn booth. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say, porn booths well do exist, Ryan.
3: No, yeah, but they're dying out, Charlie. Yeah, you are. know they are. Like
2: <laughs> the memories, right? The Garden the Theater, memories. right? You know,
3: yeah.
2: um, that's what it should be—just a porn
3: booth in the Garden Theater.
2: Yeah, I mean Ted. Ted Cruz. Let's look at this <laughs> transition. I just wanted to say just one more thing. Is again, this is a guy who threw a fifteen-year-old, um, a fifteen-year-old boy out of his rally. Uh, before the rally even started, not the boys rally, but ted cruz 's rally um, he was a, he was a trans teen and he was there he was there to make a statement, but he was there to quietly make a statement. he had a sign, he had a flag, and before it even began, you know not only and again, not only was he thrown out, he was ridiculed, he was called ma'am" on his way out and, and that 's what that 's the problem. The problem is the hate is right the hate that comes along with with they feel like it 's almost it 's their right to to be hateful like this because it will appeal to some voters, even if it's the lowest form of voter that we have yeah. out there. It's, well,
0: just... it's I don't know. I've, you see it on both sides. Everybody wants to see yeah. their their thing as punching up. Right. You know what I mean? They want to see. They say, you know, the liberal media, the elites, everybody. They they all want to push this on us, and we're the right. minority. We're the you know we're hurt by this, and so we have the balls to stand up to right. it.
2: Perfect example is look at same sex marriage in the two thousand eight election. Nobody was for. Nobody was no Democratic liberal politician was coming out for same sex marriage at that time. Nobody. And then as people's as culture started to change, as yeah. people's minds started to change on these issues, that's why we have these Democrats now who are oh more liberal, you know, or more progressive. Liberal is a dirty word. You know? yeah. I, I like yeah. the, I'll use continue to use that word. Um, but you know there, and that's why the idea of a true progressive. A progressive candidate that calls themselves a progressive candidate is probably a crock of shit. I mean, yeah. the true liberal progressive candidates are your John Fettermans and your Joe Sestaks, guys who, again, have the odds stacked against them because the you know the last thing the party wants is uncontrolled progressivism. I mean, that's my – Jesus. That's the worst thing to get.
3: But 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 like you're saying is that that's what it seems like the country is is shifting towards. Like so, especially yeah. young people, right? I mean, there's so many of them. That's what they want to see, and it's just kind of upsetting in this primary season to see i mean you, you know at the pennsylvania primary that they're trying so hard but they're still getting beat back by the huge amount of money that's coming out of the democratic machine
2: by the man yeah i could go on all day I yeah. think we should. <laughs> what
0: do you think Ashley?
1: i mean i asked ted cruz during the press conference you know after he did his full well, mentioned christian values several times during the rally mm. and i said you know, the United States is really big and how are you going to fairly represent those who do not agree with your Christian Judeo worldview? I said, I I would like a quote on the record about how you'll do this. And he said, of course, that's an easy question to answer. Um, I am a constitutionalist and everybody is protected by the First Amendment rights uh, for freedom of religion. And I am not running to be preacher in chief I am running to be commander in chief, and then, but then he went off about how the uh, biggest, one of the biggest sins of the country is that the uh, liberal democrats are you know, persecuting the Christian people on the country, Well, that was the so. plan. We're
0: yeah. trying. Well, I we're can, doing I can.
3: Well, no, I mean, but I mean, I can speak to, the, you, you could argue that the same thing that many of the, like, you know, Charlie quote unquote liberal or, you know, quote unquote, you know, progressive politicians for years, they've been bashing and a lot to like an, like an actual reason, but they still take every opportunity to bash Republican candidates. And I mean, I can speak to this, that I remember in the Bush years, they were ruthless towards Bush. They took Every single opportunity to be Punching like, up. This guy is the worst president. He is blah, blah, blah. He's not qualified, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Bush wasn't a, a resounding success by any means, but I think it that is just that like back and forth blah, you know like attacking is what where we're at right now and you know it started somewhere
2: though You're a fucking Reganite, aren't you uh, No yeah, of I course. see no, no give me a, a break Charlie boy, boy. Are you
3: kidding me?
2: Well, just, oh, which a hot mic. Mic. No 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 hot I mic. Just, hot no mic. I, no, I, I, I am <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just kidding
3: This <laughs> is <Just> the <laughs> best panel we've ever me, had Give me that gavel
1: I think the I think one of the big problems with Cruz's response is that I think his supporters are expecting him to run as preacher in chief
2: yeah. yeah, and I
1: I wanted to ask him that follow up, but he was very he but wasn't taking yeah. any follow up. No but don't you agree
0: with what I'm saying? That I mean, part of what empowers people to be so hateful to be like this is because they they think that they're not empowered. They think that they're being pros- persecuted. Yeah. Um. And you know, if you see yourself, if you see the country going one way, and you and your friends and your family going a different, you're kind of empowered by that. And I think that you kind of think. You know there's some it's almost like that bravery that trump mm-hmm. uh extorts is it's just like you know. Uh, I'm, I'm saying it like it is, you know. As an American yeah. value, we always value people who have the balls to say something right. that's not popular. But sometimes it's unpopular because it's stupid. Yeah, yeah maybe it's, it's like, unpopular because it's hateful. It's
3: like you can't say the N word because it's unpopular. You know, you can't just be dropping it. and Be like, well, this is. I'm just saying it how it is. Like, but it's like one. It's like the most unpopular term in the country, and you can't just be dropping it left and right because it, it's saying it like it is. The
2: last column I wrote, where I, you know, I was talking about, I was making a point about the people who get mad because you can't say colored or whatever. Somebody wrote on our comments, you can go check it out. He said or, uh, colored or oriental things like that. He said, "I just I'm a liberal," he says, "I'm a democrat, but I don't know why we can't use the word colored, and I'm married and I'm married to an oriental." That's what he wrote. And it's just like people people just they just don't get it because they don't want they don't want their own beliefs even if their beliefs are are completely screwed up. They just don't want those to be contradicted by anybody. And to to your point about um, something that I've for- now forgotten, um, I'll get back. Punching up? Punching up? No, no, no.
3: Shoot. I'll say that like it's it's interesting with those like you know you know people don't want their beliefs to be changed, and I do think that's true, but we have started to change beliefs just a, just like a just like a decade ago we started you know calling peop, you know calling gay people by you know the f word basically and i don't really like saying it but like but that's done now right i mean like we don't we no longer say that about people but it was only like 10 or 15 years ago that everybody was saying it that it was like totally acceptable mm. to use that derogatory terms towards gay people as like totally acceptable and we've changed that so why not just keep it going
2: you know like I don't know
1: keep keep the change going yeah I mean the change the
2: change change will continue to happen it's you know hope and change will continue to roll through but you know people fight that as long as they can and it's the what I was going to say and I forgot Alex you talk about people because they don't feel empowered so they look for something the problem is is that they don't realize why they're not empowered like they look at it to like the fight against religion and the fight to take their guns but it's not they're in the same economic boat as as everyone on everyone on the other side it's the same people that are holding you know middle class and lower Democrats down. Those are the same people holding down middle class and lower republicans mm-hmm. it's not because of affirmative action it's not because of gay marriage it's not because you know immigrants. I say happy holidays it's not because of immigrants it's because economically this is a fucked up country where the haves have it all and the have nots. Have been convinced that the reason that they don't have it is because of the other have nots. It's just it's fucking lunacy.
3: Well, and I think what's really frustrating too is that we Which one? We're we're startling, you know, we seen Bernie Sanders like get some support. Obviously he's 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 falling behind. But to have someone who's not sole focus is on making a ton of money. Like, that's always been a real American value. And, you know, Charlie attacked me for being a Reaganite or whatever. But that is something that he was like, if you make as much money as you want, that will be the, like, you know, best situation of this country. And we're finally starting to see a little bit of that pushback to actually get back to where we have a more equal country. But, it, again, it's it's everywhere. It's in every party. It is not just – it's not just hardcore conservatives. There are plenty of hardcore liberals, progressives that – care 100% mostly about making money, and that leads to inequality.
2: For the record, I don't think you're a Reaganite, but I do think you're a humorless bastard, mm. just for the record. <laughs> um, the, the good thing, I think, coming out of Bernie Sanders is, and I think he's, I, think he's, I heard on, again this morning on something I was listening to, I think he's resigned himself to the fact that he's not going to win the nomination, but what he says is he's not going to drop out. He's going to continue to go and try and win states because if he gets enough support, the parties—that's how you get the party to listen to you—and that's yeah. that's how it happened, you know, eight eight years ago. Is you know we get enough people, you know, guy. Well, Obama won the presidency, so once that happens, you got to start changing the the agenda. And so, Bernie Sanders, at the very least, is going to be able to be part of the conversation when they're talking about setting the Democratic agenda for the next four years.
0: Ashley Murray, Charlie Deach, Ryan Dito—that's multimedia editor, editor and staff writer, respectively. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Alex. Thank you.
0: Thanks. All right, Charlie, let's uh, end it with some gavel.
2: Uh, Court adjourned.
0: Beautiful.